Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. Welcome into the OBR Film Breakdown. I am joined on the show by Mr. Stephen Thomas. How are you, sir? Living the dream. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, uh, Happy whatever you celebrate uh, to everyone listening out there. I hope uh, this week and the coming year gives you uh, happiness and peace and contentment in everything you do. Everything you do. That's right. We uh, Good week, Steve. I told you. I've told a couple other people. I think I even put it on the <clears throat> Twitch. Uh, Pop's got through surgery. He's doing right. well. Everything accepted. Looks That's like you got awesome. a little bit, little bit of food down. So yeah, man, really crazy. My parents were in bed at two a.m. Christmas Eve, and got a call that they were, uh, they were up. You never know when that call is going to come. Right. And it, it happened. And as much happiness as it comes with a call like that is kind of also knowing that something had to happen to somebody else on Christmas Eve. So there's a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of that sure. tied into it too, which is never easy. So. Very thankful. Hopefully, the uh, the the family of, of the loved one that that ended up getting uh, you know, the unfortunate news is doing okay. Not that I would expect anyone to hear this, but just a general thought I have that um, life's full circle. It's strange, and the good thing is it's accepting and it's working well for somebody who needs it. So that's all good news on our front, Steve. Um, I would take it Christmas went well, Christmas went well for yours. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, my daughter and uh, her boyfriend came out. Uh, my daughter has not been home to California since before COVID. She is so, I mean, she's, this is the first time she saw our new house. So, you know, just having oh, her awesome. here um, and he's a nice young man. I mean, by, you know, by dad law, I am not allowed to like him. That's just the <laughs> way it is, but you know, and he's, he's a very nice young man. And uh, so just having her here back under my roof, anybody who's a parent out there knows that there's, there's not much better, not much better on the, on the planet than having your child under your own roof and happy, especially at the holidays. That's fantastic. Love to hear that. Um, well, speaking of holidays and what happened with the holiday, the, the NFL decided to try to ruin Cleveland Browns fans holiday by sending them up to Lambeau. I thought the team fought hard, Steve. We talked about it. We did it on the Twitch show last <clears> night. And I warned everybody not to let it ruin your Christmas because it doesn't matter that much. But everybody loves to talk about it, continue to talk about it. I wrote about the four interceptions today at the OBR, and it's tough to rewatch. It's tough to think about these last two games that they've dropped both by two points and final possessions where they had chances to win it. And here we are, Steve. They're seven, eight, uh, seven and eight. And, and on the outside looking in, we're going to talk in a second about how they can get uh, a sneak, I guess, sneak the, their way into the playoffs. Uh, but but I just kind of wanted your reaction 24 hours later here removed from it, how you feel about the the way this, this week went and, and sort of everything surrounding it. Well, I mean, nothing much has changed since we talked <clears throat> on the postgame show on Twitch. You know, I, like you said, I, they fought hard. I thought, honestly, if you step back, and you hate to say this because it sounds like an excuse, it's not. I thought they outplayed uh, the Green Bay Packers, the Green Bay Packers made more plays at critical moments and in the red zone and made four fewer mistakes. I mean, you know, we said it on the Twitch show. Uh, it's very easy to say, you know, Aaron Rodgers played better at the position of quarterback than Baker Mayfield did. And that was the difference in the game. I mean, you can say, yes, the missed extra point And then, you know, the subsequent failed going for two was the 
technically the two points that were different. But if the game was tight, if that last touchdown was 24-24, the Packers would have ran the last series different. And I find it difficult to believe that Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have found the end zone. So, uh, but, uh, you know, the other reason that um, I was not as devastated by it as it was, you and I talked last week, and you know I do the rooting list article, so I go through all the computations a, a thousand times every week to see what has to happen. And yeah, uh, not that it was meaningless, because had they won the game, obviously it would have opened up more avenues uh, as far as the wild card. Not much more, but a few more. And it's obviously always better to have a win. But as it related to the AFC North chase that we're going to talk about here in a minute, Packer game was largely irrelevant. Uh, um, you know, and we said this before the game last week, even if they lost that game, they still had a not unreasonable chance to win this division that nobody seems to want. And, uh, you know, so we'll talk about that here. I, again, you know, it was, it was frustrating. It was the same movie we've seen a countless times for the last at least 50 years that I've been alive in Cleveland Browns football. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I'm, I don't know. Is there a moral victory at this time of year? I don't think there is, but I think the fact that they are this close, even when they were down that many people shows that the long-term plan is working overall, I guess. Yeah. There's a real path here. And it was always to get the, you had to get these two wins at the end of the year, these two division wins and nine and eights uh, stomachable. If you get into the playoffs, no one's going to care what your record is. Exactly. And they have a chance, and that's one of the sillier opinions on social right now, kind of claiming the season's over. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter if they make the playoffs as a disappointment. It matters, and it would matter to win the division. They haven't won the division since the year I was born, Steve, in 89. They, they, yeah. they need – they would – everything that's been frustrating about this season, if they win these two games and everything else breaks the right way, it's out the window because they did things that they haven't done. And even as weird as it would be to win the division at 9-8, and eight, you still – won the division so yeah that's, that's why the people with the um you've seen it too i'm sure everybody listening has too so i don't even want them in the playoffs at this point okay <laughs> shut up yes you, you do, do and if you don't then don't talk to me because yeah. you know i you i don't understand you i want you, you really think the the washington fans last year when they were seven and nine didn't want them in the playoffs i, I mean come on as soon as you get in the tournament you have a chance you know and it looks likely that the the vast majority of chances of them getting in means they win the division means they get a home game. So, you know, I, I why wouldn't you want that? I, that, that, that makes zero sense to me. And matter, as a matter of fact, it irritates me uh, probably more than just about any other take. I, I don't even, I'd be embarrassed to have them in it. Now, really, really? Then don't talk to me anymore. You're a moron. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's fr- it's been frustrating. We all get it. We have all talked about it. We've all gone back and forth through whatever medium you use to talk about the Browns. We get it. It's frustrating. I'm frustrated. I got to write on these guys. You They're frustrated. These guys. They're frustrated. But you get in the playoffs. It doesn't matter how frustrated you've been because you're in the playoffs and yep. you never know what happens. So let's talk real quick. Uh, we'll do the wild card at the very end because it's a very quick conversation. What had to go right for the Browns today? Not the game last <clears> night, <throat> but today to keep this hope alive. Go, go over those games. I mean, Casey had to happen. And was there anything else that really mattered? Uh, yeah, the uh, the Bengals needed to beat. Well, if Pittsburgh had somehow beaten Kansas City, then Bengals over Ravens would have been a must-have. It absolutely would have had Next to have week. happened. Yep. Um, no, today. Oh, the, sorry. Yes, today. Gotcha. Um, but since Kansas City held serve, as we all expected, theoretically, mathematically, the Ravens could have won today against Cincinnati, and there was still a path for the Browns. But it did help that they both lost. I mean, those were mm-hmm. the two big games. There was some other stuff in the wild card uh, uh, scenarios. The Texans pulling off that uh, upset against the Chargers uh, left the door open. Just another crack. You know, it, it always helps when the teams you're battling lose games. Um, would have liked for the Broncos to have been the victor against the Raiders since we have the head-to-head tiebreaker over them. But uh, other than that, I mean, really the two big ones, like you said, we'll, we'll touch on the wild card. It's really just a mathematical chance at this point because uh, there's so many things that have to go in a certain way. So really the big ones were Kansas City over Pittsburgh uh, and Cincinnati beating uh, the Ravens with uh, Josh Johnson at quarterback. And uh, against all Cleveland Browns luck history, both of those things happened. Well, let's talk about the things that have to happen in week 17. We know Cleveland has to go into Pittsburgh and win. Right. Daunting challenge because – Cleveland hasn't gone into Pittsburgh and won a full packed stadium Heinz field game since 2003. So, you know, last year's playoff game was great. There was not a soul in the stadium in the crowd and the, and the, the game that they lost there earlier in the year, uh, I think had like 15,000 people in it. So, I mean, all I'm saying is it's not like, I know Pittsburgh's not very good, but the Browns have already lost to them and it's going into a full throttle Heinz field. And we know Steve, they play different at home. They play different and prime time. in front of their fans, and it will be a primetime Monday game. It will be the last game to conclude on Monday. What has to happen before that to feel good? Tell us those two games. And also throw on top of that very possibly Ben Roethlisberger's final home game 100%. in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform. A lot so of emotion there. Yep. The, on paper, yes, the Browns are the better football team, but they were the better football team at First Energy Stadium six weeks ago or whenever that was, and we know the egg they laid there. So they will be amped as they can possibly be. Um, luckily, since it's a Monday night game, like you said, by the time they take the field, we'll know pretty definitively Uh, whether they're still alive or not, because uh, the two games that really matter uh, on Sunday, uh, Kansas City is at Cincinnati and the Chiefs 
absolutely 100% have to win that game. If the Bengals somehow pull the upset against the Kansas City Chiefs, the Cleveland Browns are eliminated from the AFC North race. So that one is an absolute must-have. Uh, the other game that is uh, would be really, really nice, and, and if it happens, would allow the Browns to control their own destiny, the Rams are going into Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Uh, so, you know, you, you hate to say you hope somebody remains injured, but if Josh Johnson starts at quarterback, that would sure be nice uh, for the Browns there because if both of those things happen, if the Kansas City Chiefs beat the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, and then the L.A. Rams beat the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday. By the time the Browns take the field on Monday night, they will control their own destiny. If those two things happen, and the Browns beat the Steelers and then beat the Bengals the following week to close out the season at First Energy, they will win the North regardless of what anybody else does. Now, the Bengals game, I said, is a must-have. Kansas City has to win that game, or the yeah, Browns Bengals are win that. Yeah, Bengals win, they win the division. Yes. Not getting, no one's getting to 10. Now, however... If the Rams go in and lose to the Ravens, there's still a path. It, it then becomes, we have to root, this just brings bile into my throat to say, we would have to root for the Steelers to win on the final week because they play the Ravens in week 18. Yeah, um, that's the big one. So, uh, but, uh, you know, it, it, the Rams losing at Baltimore would not be a death knell. The Bengals pulling the upset would be a death knell. That ends it. It's over. Door closed completely. Mathematically impossible for them to win. It would be the, like, I think they have like a 7% or 4% chance to win a wild card or something like that. That would be the only remaining thing if the Bengals win their game. Uh, if the Ravens somehow uh, rally and beat the Rams at home, it would definitely make it more interesting in week 18. Uh, but it would not close the door uh, as long as the Browns win. And we will know that, of course, by Monday night. So they will either be controlling their own destiny uh, or likely uh, uh, likely either controlling their own destiny or completely eliminated by the time they play on Monday night. Yeah, and that the thing is, for the Chiefs, it's something to remember. There's not two buys anymore. So that one right. seed is so critical to a team like Kansas City. So, and, and a reminder, Kansas City has played elite football for the last six weeks, right. they have shut most teams down. I think the only team they allowed to score 20 points was uh, 28 to Herbert. Other than that, everything's been 17 or below. So they're playing great football. It's a great situation because the Titans also kick at one o'clock, which means their game against the Dolphins is massive. They're 10 and five. They know that if they, they have to keep pace, they would overtake Kansas city. Right. I think overtake Kansas city for the one seed of Casey lost. So, there's a ton to play for, you know, it's not right. like KC's got this thing sealed up. That's the game you're relying. Now you would love for LA to beat Baltimore. Very possible. Baltimore is reeling right now. Their mm. back will be against the wall. If that doesn't happen, then you at least get Pittsburgh who I don't, I think if Pitt, that's a question. If the Cleveland beats Pittsburgh, they're eliminated, eliminated, right? Um, I believe at seven, eight, so. and one, they have no, no path because of that tie to get in. So there may be, be some scenario where there's wild upsets and a bunch of teams finish eight and nine and lose out. But I, I haven't looked into it cause I really don't care. Yeah, I would just, <laughs> yeah, honest. I feel that it would just, I would just be curious how much Pittsburgh cares about that. Right. 18 game is what I was getting at. I yeah. Think, I think that would be interesting, but let's, you know, one by one going into this upcoming week, it starts with a one o'clock Casey win against Cincinnati. Then you get a little breather. You get the uh, 425 kick in Baltimore where LA beating the Ravens would be nice. And then, like you said, we'll do a watch party uh, at the OBR. If the Browns, you know, if the, uh, pretty much if the one o'clock game ends the way we're hoping it ends, we can watch party that thing and see if the Browns have a chance to keep right. it alive for 
for uh, for the following week. But that's the scenario. It's really, really not that crazy. No, it's not. The Browns could win the division. It is so weird because it felt like we've had the conversation over the last 10 weeks, like six different times of where that's that's probably it. Yeah. (laughs) Can't lose this one. But they're they're like uh, they're hanging on because everybody in the division is not very good. It's what's abundantly clear to me is it it feels like the AFC North is just going to get one team in this year. It's not going to be a multiple. It's not going to be a multiple playoff berth division, as some of us thought earlier in the season. Injuries decimate things, a lot of bad play. I I really don't think – I think the Bengals are kind of coming on, but I don't think there's a really, really good team in this division. Just a bunch of average teams who've been fighting with each other and back and forth they've passed it over the weeks. Let's close with this, Steve. Is there – is that what – like the simplified way you can say it, what's the, the path if a wild card thing is to have? Like what has to happen? This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, quickly, just on the other thing about, you know, people say, oh, who cares if they get in, even if they do, how, first of all, they can't win these games. And second of all, even if they do get in, who cares? They're going to get murdered in the first round. Well, maybe, maybe not. The AFC is not that great. Uh, Outside of the way the Chiefs are playing right now, there's no team that really frightens me uh, that I think would be a huge upset for them to win. And keep this in mind, too. Off of the COVID list and just regular injuries this week and or next week, these are the guys they could be getting back. Kareem Hunt, Greg Newsom, Troy Hill, Jadevian Clowney, J.C. Treader, Malik McDowell, Jordan Elliott, and Ronnie Harrison. I mean, that's a huge chunk of starters and major contributors to this team that they have been playing without these last two games that, they, like you said, they lost at the buzzer, you know, and, and easily could have won. So if... You know, and we got to wait and see, and hopefully there's not another outbreak and more guys don't go on the COVID list. But if they get those guys back, or at least most of them, and those guys are anywhere near full strength, which is always a question when somebody comes back from COVID, this is, they might be, uh, you hate to say rested, but I mean, they might be a rested team heading into the playoffs if they can somehow sneak their way in and you know even with the poor quarterback play that you outlined uh, for again for I don't know how many weeks now but you know yesterday the four interceptions um they they have hung tough with just about everybody that they played they haven't really haven't been run out of the house except twice this year so getting back to full strength like that and maybe these guys having a week or two off at this time of year who knows who knows? But as far as the wild card, to answer your question. We'll get them away from their Twitter feed, Steve. That's what we got to do. Stop <laughs> these guys from tweeting during the games. That's a huge thing. Well, it gives us something to write about, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I guess. <laughs> I hit the wild card. Um, it's it's really rather simple. They have to. There are several scenarios, and they're not completely outlandish, but there are several scenarios where there are three, four, five team ties at nine and eight for the wild card that include the Bengals beating the chiefs this week's, which is, you know, would make the you know, the Browns the only way, uh, or, you know, the Ravens winning their last two, even if the Browns win the last two, if the Ravens went out, then, you know, they finish a game ahead of us. So, but they would be tied with teams like, 
um, the, the Chargers and, and the Raiders and the Dolphins and maybe the Patriots if they go on a skit. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of different combinations. But for the Browns to win any of those, at least that I have found thus far, uh, the Denver Broncos have to be among that mix. I, that head-to-head victory over Denver apparently plays a huge role in eliminating these other teams that we lost head-to-head to because just about any scenario I can find with the Browns finishing 9-8 and eight with a group of other teams that also includes the Denver Broncos, they, they win. They're either the 6th or the 7th seed. If the yeah. Broncos are not included, I have yet to find a scenario that they sneak into the playoffs. And now I have not done anything where, you know, teams tie two weeks in a row or anything outlandish like that. There may be something in that world where it can happen, but anything remotely realistic where everybody's nine and eight or eight and nine or that kind of thing. I, as far as I can find, as we sit here at whatever time it is on Sunday night that we're recording this, if the for the Browns to win a wild card, they would have to win their last two. And among anything else that happens, the Denver Broncos also have to win two and finish at nine and eight in that tiebreaker. Because uh, somehow, when you tumble down through all the NFL tiebreakers, the Broncos being involved helps the Browns tremendously and and allows them to get that. But I think Anthony said uh, it's less than ten percent, maybe even less than five percent that this would happen. Yeah. So they're alive. We'll keep rooting for it as long as they're alive in that route. But obviously, it's much more straightforward and much more likely, I think, that they would find a way to win the division in the way that we just we just laid out. Yeah, the division's easy to explain. <laughs> yeah, mean, it's exactly. Not, it's not super simple, but it's relatively easy, and you can kind of picture it. The wild card stuff starts to it gets murky, and then you have. I think you could probably have a better discussion. Of, no, there's no probably. You can have a better discussion about it after week seventeen. You right. win week seventeen, and then you can you can paint a really clear picture. It's it's really tough a week out with all those tiebreakers. So basically, let's just do this for the division. It comes down to this. There's three things that have to happen. The Browns have to win two. The Chiefs absolutely have to beat the Bengals next week, and the Ravens need to lose either to the Rams or the Steelers. Just one of those two. It doesn't matter which one, but they have to lose one of the... If those three things happen, the Browns are AFC North champs. That's the simplest way we can explain it. It's pretty crazy, man. Pretty crazy to put it that way. <laughs> Isn't it? They've been through all of this, and they could, they could, they could find a way into the playoffs. And host easily. a game. Yeah, Host haven't hosted a game. a game since 90, was it 94 they hosted New England? 95, and I was there. 95, yeah, and yeah. you were there. There it is. Well, this was fun. I think it's a, I think it's a little wild, but I think it's fun to keep updating folks on what they have to, uh, what they have to watch, what they have to pay attention to, and hopefully this, this helped clear up some things for some of you who are driving into work or whatever you're doing today, listening to this while you work out, whatever. Uh, I think it's, it's. It's not as bleak as we think it is. There's still a path here. I know everything's frustrating and all of that, but the path is uh, is is certainly viable. So, uh, Steve, any parting shots before we go? No, it just I, you know, uh, it, there's two weekends left, and they're very much alive in the playoff race. Think about how not that far long ago we would have, you know, given up limbs and fingers to be in this situation. So, you know, enjoy the moment as frustrating as it's been. Enjoy the fact that we can still fight for this and have stuff to root for because there's there's a lot of teams in the NFL right now that are not that they're they're watching tankathon and rooting for other teams to win so they can move up in the draft order, which is something we are all too familiar with. So uh, enjoy your families or whoever it is that you like that you're with uh, here this holiday season. Uh, have a 
great New Year's Eve uh, and uh, go Browns. That's about it. That's about it. Well, the only other thing I'll add is my little parting shot is if there's one team that doesn't really affect the Browns that I'm pulling for to figure it out, it's it's Miami Dolphins. They started one and seven. Steve. Mm, that'd started be fun. one and seven and have a realistic chance to get into the playoffs if they can get it done. I believe tomorrow night they play New Orleans. Uh, if they can win that one, they have right. a real chance to get into that thing. And to see a team start one and seven and rebound, that's two straight years of terrible starts for the Dolphins with a, with a real chance at the end of the year to get into the playoffs. So it's a little bit of advice is, is do the winning thing earlier. That helps. It's like, Analytics. it's like the good plays. It's like call your touchdown plays earlier in the game. Those, <laughs> those things help, right? We do deep dives here at the OBR. Steve, thanks for joining my friend. Merry Christmas, my friend. Guys, we will be back uh, with the Monday Rewind show on Twitch tomorrow or tonight, whenever you're listening to this podcast. We're recording it here on Sunday night. Check that out. We will have the Tuesday Chalk Talk, the Wednesday OBR Rewind, and then we'll see what we do Thursday. Maybe we'll do a roundtable. Maybe we won't. It'll be getting closer to New Year, and everybody's got their plans and all that. So we'll see. We'll keep you updated. It's been really fun this year. We're going to try to close out the year strong. Hopefully the Browns can carry us to some more fun times to end the football season because when we get everybody together and we're really happy on Twitch, boy, it's a fun environment to be in. So hopefully that can happen. Thanks again to Steve for joining this pod tonight. Thanks to you guys for supporting this podcast, whether you do it through just the pod, Twitch, or the website. It means the world to us here at the OBR. Happy holidays and go Browns.